0: Welcome to Buonta Vista episode 92. Uh, I am Andrew, uh, dialing in via the the internet phone. We've got Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. How is Hawaii? How are your noisy birds?
1: I'm having some allergies and there's a very annoying bird outside. So it's classic, classic Hawaiian spring, I suppose.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, And how are you, Theo?
2: I'm I'm wonderful. It's a beautiful, rainy morning here. Um, A... uh, Temporary kind of release from the hell world that we live in in Brisbane, so
0: that's nice. Stifling, stifling heat of Queensland, mm-hmm. lovely. I also have had noisy birds, Lucy. Oh, um, nice. There was like just a, a giant swarm of cockatoos outside my house the other day. That were loud enough Ooh. that I just I couldn't hear anything. I was <laughs> I was like, could you possibly be any louder? They got um, some
1: cockatoos but, in Canberra.
0: Oh fuck yeah, it's cockatoo season. I'm sick mm. of the shit. Um, but I could also hear like this unsettling whining noise. It was like there were several uh, football sized bees somewhere near me. I could hear this sort of droning sound happening underneath the panic, screeching of all these cockatoos. Um, and then I realized that there was like a drone flying around near them. Yeah, and I assumed that they were panicking about this fucking weird, noisy thing flying around so close to them and they flew off and then I could just hear uh, this drone just hovering above my street um, What's it
1: doing? Was it filming Pointing down at
0: me and Is I was filming like filming you in the nude? Yeah I was, I was just sta- I just pulled into the pulled into the driveway getting home from work and I was standing there going I don't like that it makes me feel uncomfortable I don't know what it's doing there
1: Can you just do that?
0: I guess just so Just fly there's, a drone? There's rules there's yeah. rules but it made me feel paranoid made me feel like there was some kind of conspiracy against me. Hey, on that topic, we have a guest. We have a guest this week uh, joining us all the way from, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, America. It's Travis View from the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Hello, Travis.
3: Hello, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: You are very, very welcome. Um, I've been listening to your show for a while now, which is great stuff. Everybody should check it out. Um, and I believe that recently we had a bit of a we had a bit of a crossover, a cross cultural podcast incident. Yeah. Mm. Incident. Uh, do you do you want to describe what that was, Lucy?
1: Um, I don't know. I <laughs> moderator of some Who's kind that? of debate between horrible things that I didn't want to hear about, but I did.
3: Yeah, it was uh, us. That uh, was a QAnon Anonymous and Trash Future and we had a conspiracy off between American and uh, UK conspiracies. And uh we, we, we edged it out. We we uh we uh put three conspiracies head to head and according to Lucy, uh uh America is the most conspiratorial place in the Anglosphere. So we're very, very proud of that. That's
0: <laughs> official. Mhm. Yeah excellent stuff and uh the trash future guys of course have uh, appeared on this podcast we've had both um, milo and riley on here and we always recommend that people check those guys out especially if you're if you're trying in any sense to to keep up with like what's happening with brexit from the outside because like i that's i feel like brexit is the the one sort of world affair where my brain has just gone i i don't have the bandwidth for this
1: mm.
3: yeah I feel the same way. I've read, I've read like a few articles about that recently, and even though I, I, I follow, you know, the absurdly Byzantine QAnon conspiracy theory, I can track that. But Brexit is a little bit too much for me. It's a, it's a little too complicated.
0: Yeah, there's obviously like a a whole, whole host of concerns about you know the yeah. the EU and Europe and Britain itself. And all of the like market-related stuff, and all of the social stuff, and all of the like internal political mechanisms that are being used to drive it, and it's it's real. It's probably really hard to keep up with if you're there in the thick of it all the time. Um, yeah. Because any time that I check in on it, like several weeks apart, it just seems like the entire thing has slid, you know, another 500 meters down a cliff face, and just goes goes from bad to worse all the time. <laughs> I think they had a Brexit day a Brexit day recently but um yeah don't really know what was, happened with
3: that <laughs> yeah I think that was uh yeah it was it was actually today I think and uh, there was actually a little bit of a Q presence there there was uh people oh. were posting images on social media of uh pro brexit uh protesters sporting queue signs so <laughs> wow. it's gone it's Jeez. gone global baby well, it's so
0: it's so weird to think of like people outside of America being invested in the Q stuff, I guess, like because yeah. because it's so fixated on I guess American political leadership. But it is it, it is all meant to be like a big global cabal, isn't it?
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it 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 does sort of uh, you know, uh, imagine it, it does deal with a lot of like uh worldwide political servants. They talk about uh, Saudi Arabia a lot. Um, and um, it's also uh, they talk about uh, what, what the 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 Spygate conspiracy theory, which um, involves uh, UK and in fact even um, um, Australian uh, politicians. Uh-huh. So yeah, so it uh, it does affect affect everyone. Is it, the thing about QAnon is that it's it's sort of like a, a big tent conspiracy theory. Is that you can um, is that if you're a conspiratorial person, you can you can find a home there.
0: you've you've got something to contribute
3: yeah exactly (laughs) this is why you know this is why like there's a uh, sort of a subculture of like flat earthers in the QAnon community like most QAnon people think the flat earthers are a little out there but there are QAnon slash flat earthers because just everyone's sort of like can can find a home in QAnon world
0: it is uh, it is wild to think of like the kind of internal internal like uh dichotomies and rankings inside conspiracy communities like mm-hmm. yeah the the people who spend all of their time uh you know talking to each other about uh, satanic baby blood drinking pedophiles who rule the world looking at the other guys over in the corner and going those dudes are weird <laughs> oh, what <laughs> yeah
3: what is up with those guys yeah there's also that there's also like um sort of uh Sort of a uh, sort of philosophical battle in the sense that there's like there are some people who accuse sort of like the people who um, Do a lot of like uh, grifting um, They're sort of like purist QAnon people who say that no you shouldn't collect money to do QAnon stuff That's that makes you a patriot PAY triot oh. uh, You should only you should only you should only do QAnon sort of create QAnon content f- uh, for uh, Volunteer reasons and you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing it for profit uh, so there's sort of like a populist sort of opposition to sort of a QAnon establishment. It's like any other sort of like fledgling political movement that has its own sort of like internal sort of uh, battles and uh, emerging establishment. So yeah, it's 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 a uh, pretty complex.
0: All right. Well, I have a challenge for you then, which is for for people who are not. I guess either extremely online or Mm -hmm. have maybe heard of Q and uh, QAnon but but don't really understand the general gist do you have a kind of capsule explanation of of the theory and and its adherence for people
3: sure I will do my best so uh, the the QAnon conspiracy theory basically posits that there is sort of um, an evil worldwide Cabal of people who control basically just everything they control all media and they control uh, all major politicians and this has been going on for decades but fortunately and this would have kept going on were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. Um, so, fortunately, he is going to help take down this evil cabal that does a number of unimaginably horrifying things, such as uh, run a uh, worldwide pedophile trafficking ring and, um, and, uh, and you know, just c- control our lives. And, and they cause disease and war and poverty and debt. And basically everything bad is the cabal's fault. And, um, the, and he, in the process of taking down this evil cabal, uh, Trump is working with a group of people in military intelligence called uh, Q-team and Q-team is revealing information about this uh, this operation to take down the cabal on the uh, highly controversial image board 8chan and uh, <laughs> yes, of, of all the
0: places you would choose to right, distribute yes, this
3: information. Yes very odd. So since there is a you know uh, uh, 8chan even before the um you know the recent um, uh, Christchurch uh, incident the um, it was it was was it got into a bit of trouble for hosting child pornography which is sort of like an odd place to reveal your message of saving children from this pedophile ring but um, yeah so in the so Q team reveals the information about this this operation what they was called Q drops, which are these cryptic posts, which are sometimes have Socratic questions or they have these um, very cryptic sort of phrases that don't really make sense But uh, the idea is that if you were to decode these fra- the, the this information You can sort of discover what's really going on beneath the surface in US and global affairs So that's that's the gist I am um, I think I
0: just realized at that exact moment that the the way that the the cryptic posts work it's basically just like um it's just astrology for conspiracy theorists you know that you you read a thing in the paper once a week that says oh you're going to meet a strange person and you go oh that was the guy i ran into in the parking lot yes it's just it's this thing like these cryptic things that are completely Wide open to any form of interpretation, and you can project whatever you like onto these things.
3: Yes, but, I mean, yeah, it's 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 certainly, I mean, yeah, it's basically just uh, tea leaf reading in that they they make these, um, you know, sometimes or sometimes it's basically cold reading techniques where where someone will well the cue will say something um, that sounds like it ha- it sort of hints at inside knowledge, but it's really meaningless. For example, a common phrase that Q used to say was "Watch the water, watch the water." Hmm, what does that mean? Hmm. Well, it means nothing, but it, it it also means that you know the Earth is seventy percent water, and we all need water to live. So, there's eventually going to be an incident in which Trump encounters water or something, and then and so, for example, when uh, Trump was sort of drinking a uh, was it it was. It was like a bottle of water then like, you know, the the whole that everyone in the Q on community be like Oh, wow Q said watch the water and now looky here Trump is drinking water just as Q predicted well, especially like uh,
0: with um, I think I'm thinking of the clip that you're talking about where Trump drinks drinks water incredibly strangely He like takes the lid off and then he and then he grasps the bottle closely with two hands like a small child yeah, yep. And lifts it all the way up for a single swig. And yep. yeah, I've, I've seen the kind of stuff that you're talking about where the, the level of import that people put on these like microscopic details, you know, like some of it, I imagine it would be people looking at that sort of stuff and saying, oh, he's very deliberately doing that in a kind of strange way to draw <laughs> our attention. He's yes. drawing our attention to the water because Q said to watch the water. And i've seen some of the other stuff you guys have talked about of like oh in this photo his tie was like slightly off at a you know a five degree angle from where it would normally (laughs) sit straight down on his shirt and that means x y and z and like the the level of just projecting meaning onto meaningless symbols is quite staggering
3: it is you know it's it's funny because is that is that the uh, people in the QAnon community, they notice how weird Trump is, too. They notice that he just behaves very strangely whenever he's on camera, even though he's, like, he's, like, lived his the last, you know, 30 years of his life uh, in, in the public eye. But he's just sort of, like, a very, he just behaves oddly. But while most people say it's, like, well, he's just sort of an inhuman dude who is, uh, is, is you know, just just odd— Uh, The q and community thinks that there's actually some sort of hidden meaning behind the strangeness like he wouldn't act be acting this strangely unless it had some Particular specific important meaning. It's just madness
0: so So, you know you guys um, you and your fellow co-hosts run a weekly show which kind of uh, I guess tracks the movement and you know any sort of significant moments where it's bled over into like mainstream culture or the news or politicians or anything like that but when like how long ago would you say you first became aware of the cute stuff or got interested in it
3: um i first actually became aware of it all the way back in uh december 2017 and um and i sort of like it was actually uh uh, my, my 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 mom actually messaged me about it. She 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 says like, well, have you seen this thing?" It's like this is I I this uh they was back then it was called the storm, in, in the sort of and there's like and I had briefly heard of it because I was online. But I thought it was just sort of a weird internet thing. And fortunately fortunately, she didn't get too into it. She sort of like paid attention to it, realized it was bunk, and then sort of got over it. But um, I didn't really.
0: It's good because you you don't want to be having those conversations at a Sunday dinner or anything.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. She she eventually realized that it was it was was all nonsense, fortunately. But not 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 everyone uh, had that experience who encountered it. Uh, But I so I followed it close. I thought it was sort of like a weird, sort of goofy internet thing. And there like there is a lot of these, but um, I didn't like really start paying close attention to it until uh, July of uh, 2018. And and uh that month I noticed that um Charlie Kirk, uh I don't know, are you familiar with Charlie Kirk Turning Point USA? Yes,
0: yes, uh, yes. The 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 small
3: toothed big big gummed diaper man, <laughs> yes. That's that's him. Uh, I noticed that he sent out a tweet that boasted uh, allegedly of Trump's incredible rec- record of um human trafficking arrests. The there is like he had threw up some statistics in a tweet alleging that uh, in the years Trump had been in office human trafficking arrests were were skyrocketing and uh, he attributed these these uh, statistics to the Department of Justice and I knew this was bullshit and uh, When I went and I I I fact-checked them. I found the true origin of the figures that he was publishing I found that that the number is actually originated um, with the QAnon community who had created the spreadsheet to um, uh, track what they basically would have thought was the number of uh, human human trafficking uh, arrests in the U.S. So I noticed that, you know, Charlie Kirk, who is um, really about, almost about as mainstream as sort of a conservative as it gets in the U.S. You know, uh, he, Charlie Kirk has met with uh, President Trump in the Oval Office. He, he appears on Fox News occasionally. So this is, Charlie Kirk is mm-hmm. not a fringe figure, but he's pushing this hyper-fringe false insane uh, QAnon sort of theories and statistics. So I I fact-check that and that's sort of the the moment That's sort of the moment. I realized that oh that uh, QAnon isn't something that's gonna stay You know in the dark recesses of the internet. It's sort of spilling out into uh, Mainstream sort of political media and discourse and so that's um That's really when I started tracking it more more closely was when I realized that uh, it, it was going. To, it was getting a little bit out of getting out of control. It would not, um, it not stay just sort of like a, a thing for weird eight chan, four chan people. Yeah,
2: and it's it's um, it's almost astonishing how fertile the ground um, was and is for these sorts of theories that kind of just play exactly to the. Um, The weaknesses of guileless dipshits like charlie kirk and the entire array of people on like fox news and that sort of thing so like i said it's sort of it's very easy to see how this could just blow up because it's ticking all of the
3: right boxes right right i mean yeah i mean it's i mean it has you know i mean it it, it there's always been a sort of a market for um in the in sort of political media for Explain to people why uh, why Donald Trump is a genius and everything he's doing is really incredible and why he's doing great work But the evil liberal MSM isn't giving him the proper credit, you know, um, I mean uh, Charlie I would know another one sort of like sort of that like predates QAnon is like Bill Mitchell who, you know built a qu- quite an online audience by basically um, always sort of explaining why Donald Trump is doing an incredible work but uh but the evil libs won't give him credit for it um but this sort of like this but this yakunon does basically does the same thing but just takes it to a whole new level where donald trump isn't just doing a good job he's this super genius who's uh, operating on level few people can possibly understand and he's not just doing good work he's saving the world and saving countless unseen children from this evil cabal
0: well, yeah, it all like for some of the people, it almost seems to be like this this Christ like figure in in terms of what you're saying, like saving the world, you know.
3: Yeah, you know, I think I think that I think that I think that's part of the um, <laughs> that's part of the the uh, consequence of the the uh, shock of the results of the um, uh, 2016 election, where a lot of people. Compl- Say that well, you know, it was uh, you know uh, people who supported Hillary Clinton didn't expect that she would lose, and that's that's true. But I think that a lot of supporters were also shocked that he won it was almost uh miraculous that that uh, that against all odds against uh um all the republican establishment against the dnc against the mainstream media they hate him against all odds he managed to win it felt like there had to be some sort of uh unseen hand sort of uh helping him and so yeah some people attribute that in some cases literally to divine intervention or um or or yeah i guess in the QAnon sort of the the assistance of um Uh, a partnership with uh, military intelligence
0: Mm. I I do have a question about the again the sort of origins of this which is to what extent is is the whole QAnon theory an offshoot or or like a An outgrowth of pizzagate.
3: Yeah Well, yeah, I mean the it's it's obviously I mean, yeah, obviously Pizzagate is the is the predecessor of QAnon in many many ways now Gate famously, um, it actually, it, it got sparked from an anonymous source on 4chan named FBI Anon, who alleged that Hillary Clinton was basically uh, guilty of horrendous crimes, including child abuse, and that she was, she and many other people in the government were on the verge of being sent to uh, jail, basically, um, and that, that obviously directly Directly a uh, sort of echoes Q. And on then there's an also um, thing about Pizzagate is that um, They they believe that by searching through the leaked Podesta emails they were able to find secret codes that hinted at child abuse um, and the, the, and this also sort of reflected in QAnon is that they think that they could find all of the uh, the evil elite secret codes in just sort of everything. And that allows them to sort of figure out what's really going on. The, the classic and, that we all know and love, ordering a cheese pizza. Yes, yes, there's, yes. That, yeah, all yeah that, and there are all other codes like you know, hot dogs and uh, walnut sauce was another one. And um, so it was... It really is. It really was. It almost feels like uh, Pizzagate was just sort of like a dry run for QAnon. It, it, I often say it's like it almost looks like someone um, looked at Pizzagate and noticed what worked and just duplicated that. Like you do. You run a, a marketing campaign uh, based upon a previous one that worked really well. Yeah.
0: Um. So, w- another factor of this that's very interesting to me is that, like, when, when we've talked before on this show about conspiracy theories, one of the things that I have always said about this is that I think that, um, I think that a lot of the people who traditionally have fit the mold of people who are very into conspiracy theories have been, like, young men, and these days particularly very online young men um you know the the types of people who would um smoke a lot of weed and listen to too much uh of joe rogan's show and like watch a watch a bill hicks special special for the first time at 20 and be like oh i get the world now right and i i've always sort of thought of of the like that sort of demographic as fitting neatly into being in a time and place in in their lives where like people people want to feel like they they sort of know know more than everybody else they want to feel like they kind of have this bit of knowledge that you that the normies and the mainstream don't really have i think that's probably what um you know drove a lot of like the 9-11 conspiracy theorism when i was younger but with QAnon such a huge part of the audience is like boomer aged people yeah it's like senior citizens yeah. um, you can look at the photos from the rallies and it's all these you know gray-haired grandmas out there with their when where we go one we go all t-shirts and their big Q signs and everything at Trump rallies and and that's that's the part of it that I think is like really surprising to a lot of people is that this this is kind of the perfect intersection of i guess um this sort of conspiracy theory and like old people who post on facebook way too much
3: (laughs) i mean yeah i mean i mean the problem of of um older people who maybe you know came onto the internet uh late in life being um persuaded by nonsense on the internet uh, uh yeah obviously sort of predates QAnon, but I think it really explains why it's so popular in that uh, particular demographic. They just, there's just people who just don't understand, um, you know, how technology works. And um, sometimes they, you know, even even the sort of the boomers that go on to 8chan, they don't, they can't even properly read 8chan threads. So they come up with these bizarre interpretations of the even more bizarre than uh than sort of like I guess the more conventional QAnon believers so yeah I, th- uh, I mean I suspect it really is sort of a um a consequence of the fact that that particular generation isn't particular isn't quite as social media savvy and not quite as tech savvy as a lot of the younger people
0: well there's also that whole kind of factor as well of like I I think a lot of younger people have that really base level ability to like look at an image that has been produced that has like, you know, the 15 different fonts in crazy sizes and the lowest res images you've ever seen. And it's clearly all been constructed in paint or whatever. (laughs) And just a big part of your brain immediately disqualifies that as, oh, I know exactly where this came from. Um, right. and I know exactly what kind of information this is being sourced from and my brain chooses to instantly discard this. Um, yeah. whereas yeah, you can see from like a lot of a lot of boomers and the way they interact with people on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, that they clearly have like folders of these types of things saved to their computer with the specific purpose of replying to people with this in a post to prove a point as opposed to to, to give someone a reason to instantly disregard what they're saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that I, I almost would compare it to, um, you know, the way people sort of process media in, I don't know, like we're well, watching a, tele- a television show or something, you sort of like your brain automatically knows when to sort of Pay close attention to the actual program and sort of like filter out the advertisements sort of like uh, play those down I think that you know if you're sort of raised on the internet You know how to sort of like how to properly process, you know Higher quality information while sort of discounting sort of like bonker stuff, you know is from sort of the the, the, the dregs of the internet um, but if you you know if you came to the internet late in life, you don't quite have that skill so you're it's just all content whether it comes from a reputable source or from 8chan and so you process it all the same
0: well yeah i feel like the older version of that was like um you know i think i think younger people you you can look at um like for for you know website usability usability testing and like traffic uh, tracking the efficacy of advertising and stuff like that you can look at eye tracking stuff for people and see how people's eyes just go around banner ads like you can see which parts of the page people actually look at and the majority of people their brains have gone oh something that is in this shape and this style placed in a in a website clearly has no value to my brain and they don't even glance at it you know whereas like the the old thing with people always used to be like um you know oh i need you to come and get all these viruses off my computer because i clicked the big banner ad that says you have one new email like <laughs> that was that was always this this thing in an older time of the internet was people's parents and grandparents like you know absolutely jacking up their computer by clicking on every banner ad that was ever shown to them because as you said not really having that that ability to kind of discern um, that type of information but uh, but it's certainly turned out very interesting in that way like big big armies of uh, older people out there you know posting like they're doing special ops for the president yes It's a very strange time
3: yeah I mean I mean that's that's another part of the appeal is that is that you know is that uh, you know they feel like they are doing something really super significant Um, As a consequence of posting these memes, right? (laughs) They think that, you know, um, they are part of this grand digital army by posting these boomer level memes. Um, I guess
0: uh, like a question that's not necessarily very easy to answer is what is it about this particular thing? That you think has has caused it to be so appealing to people or has, has caused it to be kind of picked up so widely and spread so fast
3: right well there's really several things I mean as like I said there 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 were sort of like insider anons on 4chan 8chan before where where people had basically claimed to be government insiders dispensing secret information I think that what what really makes uh, QAnon super successful is the um, is the act of sort of like decoding and sort of questions where so it's not just it's not just an insider giving you information. You feel whenever the, the participants of QAnon they feel like they're actually uh, going out and doing their own research and uh, picking apart uh, what these these things mean. So it's very gamified. It's fun basically. It's uh, it's not it's not a passive activity. It engages them and it makes them invested, you know, like like you are, like you know, uh, like the stupid, uh, you know, thing about like like I don't know, uh, game apps. You know, they, they make you invested by you know uh, giving you a challenge, and then the, then you get I don't know uh, so much gold or points or whatever whatever it is in the particular game, and well, then you have to keep even, coming back.
0: It even and, makes me think of those old, um, like a, a much more two thousands thing, but. Um, they used to do like marketing campaigns. Yeah, for the ARGs. That, yeah, yeah, the the alternate yep. u- alternate reality stuff where, um, yeah, they, they would feed you things that were like, oh, you have to you have to go to this place and look around for something, and it would give you a, a key to you know like something to decode, like you're saying. You need yep. to actually go to these real physical locations and decode this thing. And at the end of it, you get to, like, watch a fucking movie trailer or get a $5 discount on something. But, but- it's,
2: it's almost like the um, like the movie, like the David Fincher version of it, though, where you start off with this ARG and then it just slowly starts leaking into reality and you kind of go, oh, no, I've, I've had enough of this. I don't want... Someone sitting in a courtroom after they've just killed a New York crime boss uh, (laughs) With the with the fucking Q logo on their hand, right? Like this is I think too much like that's the part of the movie where it kind of Ticks over and goes like everything's just starting to get a little bit too weird for our tastes
3: It is I mean it is getting I mean it is very real It is hurting people and uh, like you mentioned in the case of uh uh, the uh, um, Anthony Comello the um, who, who's been accused of killing the uh, reputed head of the uh, Gambino crime family QAnon ha- looks like it has a body count now and um, You know, that's that's I think we, we sort of cr- crossed into very serious territory But the people running QAnon who's ever really behind Q. They're really sociopaths and they don't care
0: Yeah, cuz like there's. There, there is there is the like literal physical body count that we're talking about of actual people being murdered and there's also like the the huge social toll that this mm-hmm. seems to be taking on a lot of people because the thing that you know i've i've seen you guys talk about and also um other other friends like Krang T. nelson um you know he gets into he gets into, like, closed Facebook groups about this sort of stuff and looks at the posts of all these people that are saying, like, oh, spending Christmas alone because my family doesn't want to talk to me anymore because, you know, they all I do is come to family gatherings and insist that everybody listen to me talk about, like, the, the pedophile ring running the country. Yep. And, and that you know, now they say that I they, they don't want me to talk to the kids about this stuff anymore. And, yeah, you can see, like, this actual... Toll of people who are starting to be, you know, like I don't think it's too hyperbolic to say just losing grip on reality to an extent that it is severely affecting people's real relationships.
3: Yes. I mean this for for people who cover QAnon, uh it receiving letters from or e- receiving emails or messages from people who say oh my my sometimes it's like my son or my my uh, my mom or 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 someone in my family has just become lost to QAnon and like what do I do and you know and and you know this is this is not an e- this is not an easy thing to solve but yeah th- there is a real human cost that's uh, that's a little bit more hidden um, in the, in the terms of frayed frayed personal relationships you know It's I mean QAnon is it's 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 stealing people's money and it's hurting people's relationships. It's a it's a bad thing
0: Yeah, and I think one of the real problems like you're saying with this sort of stuff is that so much of the narrative behind these different conspiracy theories is of course the idea that you are you are one of the clever few who knows and understands this thing and yeah. It's the whole purpose of the sinister bodies behind it to keep it hidden and to stop people from talking about it And to have people ridiculed and all that sort of stuff So like yep, the 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 problem in all of these situations is that other people saying to you This is bad and you should probably stop completely fits into the narrative of the theory itself.
3: Oh, yeah Yeah, and of course it I mean the whole thing is that it it fills an emotional need it, it provides people with a sense of profound significance that they are just aren't getting or can't get through uh, let's say religion or through um through career or through family relationships or you know romantic relationships or you know um hobbies or pursuits you know the traditional ways people you know find meaning in their life uh, uh aren't working for these people for for whatever reason and So yeah, they turn to this and it gives them this this kind of significance that they Abs they need like their next breath and this is why is is virtually impossible to shake them from it It's it, it really is uh, you know to accept To accept that this is that that's that's all bullshit. The whole QAnon narrative is bullshit for some of them I really I really think is it, it, it's just unthinkable uh, you know, uh, it's just, it just, they just can't process it emotionally. It's just, it's just too hard.
0: And you know, that, that obviously sort of leads us to that question of where, where, if ever does this end, you know, does oh, yeah. do the people doing the Q drops just get bored and stop at some point, or do they mm. post a, th- a long thing saying we have just been stringing you people along forever. And what, <laughs> what would the outcome of that be? Like,
3: that's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, it would probably if like if they ever like you know came clean to their best best of their ability. They said, "This is us. This is what we did, and we're sorry." And they provided all the let's say records or documentation. They provided the um, the trip code of Q. They told the history. They explained it all with evidence. That would probably dissuade some, you know, QAnon followers uh, from from giving it up. But for the rest they are dug in too deep, you know, they are you know, they they need they they will continue to believe and the the Reason I know that's true is that sometimes QAnon followers They will actually reject what Q says to believe something that they want to believe like uh, like there's a whole element of in, in QAnon is of JFK jr. Lives there there there's a segment of QAnon followers who believe that uh, JFK Jr. did not actually die in a 1999 plane crash in the Atlantic Ocean but in fact is still alive to this day and he's helping Donald Trump uh, take down the deep state and uh, Q was asked this directly whether or not this was true when Q said no JFK Jr. is not alive some QAnon followers just rejected this they said Mm. This is just disinformation, and I'm going to continue believing that actually JFK Jr. is alive. It kind it's, of um, recalls like a lot of the um, a lot of the ways that
2: people act in other uh, conspiracy theories, and um, you know, I guess um, anti-science or pseudoscience sort of situations with like you know that flat Earth documentary where they came out where oh, yeah, they yeah, kind of designed the um, the whole experiment around. Well, we'll get a very accurate gyroscope, right? And if the earth is round and it's spinning it'll do this if it's not then it'll do that and they you know film the whole thing and uh turns out the gyroscope uh tilts to exactly the amount that you would uh expect if the world was round uh and spinning at the speed that it is and they just go huh oh well on <laughs> yeah. to the next thing so like
0: that's weird that's weird <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think they they even say on some of the stuff that they're just like, oh, well, we won't be putting that out. Like,
3: <laughs> but um, I mean, I mean, yeah, my my here's I obviously I have no idea how this is gonna end. I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna end in tragedy, but um, but I'm very very confident that um. That we will have QAnon followers for, the, for at least a generation. I mean, yeah, you know, this is something that's probably. I kept, I kept thinking whenever I was following it earlier, and they always invested in some big date that was coming up. Um, like you know, it's like oh well, once this fails to come to pass, and surely they'll abandon QAnon. It yeah, just never, I think never the um,
2: the December kind of date of a whole bunch of political enemies getting locked up in Guantanamo was uh, definitely a yep. big one. That was D, sort of one D5, of the ones. Five December fifth, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that was one of the big ones. As someone like that's not a actual follower of this, kind of like even that was in my feed and in my kind of information. I going to go. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's one of those very very weird like hard dates they set themselves which is odd to see them set themselves up for failure in this fashion um and then like you said it just sort of blows by and they all just go okay well um that didn't work out what about the next one
0: well in a lot of cases in a lot of cases the response to it is simply to say yes the date passed all those people were arrested and anyone that you see in public any of these people that you see in public is simply a body double That is going around living their life. So as not to cause alarm.
3: That's right. Like
0: that's the extent of That's the extent of like disengagement from reality that people are willing to go to to just keep it rolling
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's getting so hard I mean they find always find a way but it's getting harder and harder to uh, Square with reality, you know for example Hillary Clinton is launching a speaking tour right now where it was called an evening with i think it's called an evening with the clintons and she's going to be zipping across the country speaking to large audiences you know and, and she's and she has this plan through may and the question is how do you square this with um with uh, you know the deep state or with the uh, q team arresting hillary clinton at any time that it, it just doesn't make any sense. And so yeah, some people do say that. Oh, no, that's a that's a Hillary That's a body double that they're using and Hillary Clinton is either uh, You know arrested or in Guantan Bay or even dead sometimes It's just it, I mean, it's so incredibly anti-reality It's 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 really tough to imagine what it's like to even live in that world
0: Well, um, I, I guess in in response to what um, you were just saying about how long you think this will go on for at least a generation, something that we can see all over the place is, is the persistence of a lot of conspiracy theories. I mean, you know, there's still um, m- many, many, many people who, um, you know, are still going strong with 9-11. Um, of course. There are ple- plenty of things that just... Where the conspiracy theories themselves just don't seem to die, and
2: yeah, I mean, look at the look at the moon landing, where you know we've got yeah. we've got tools now that are available to you for less than a thousand dollars, in which you can bounce some light off of you know mirrors that are placed on the moon by people that landed on the moon uh, and come back and you know do all this sort of stuff, and and these things still persist, right? Like
3: literally, what two generations on. I am um, yeah, I it's it's I, it's, I mean it, it's post-truth, you know I mean a, a lot of it doesn't have anything to do It's like they they believe that the these claim these truth claims aren't sort of a um, sort of a claim about uh, Empirical reality They're, It's sort of like a power move, you know where they insist upon the reality they prefer and they dare you to stop you and they, they dare you to stop them basically
0: well, there is, a, there is an Australian conspiracy theory uh, which has been going on for some time which has had a resurgence in our media in the last w- week or so um, as a result of the, the Christchurch massacre. So, mm. that is, of course, the, the Port Arthur Massacre truthers. So, the... So, the Port Arthur Massacre was um, the event in arthur in tasmania in uh in 1996 that prompted the whole like seizure and buyback of guns in australia and changing the law so that people could not own semi-automatic firearms um or any of that sort of stuff it prompted a massive gun buyback and everything um and that was uh it was a man named martin bryant who uh killed 35 people and wounded 23 others Um, in a shooting in Tasmania and obviously nothing of that scale um, committed by an individual had ever happened sort of before or since in Australia and yeah the the reaction was that um, the conservative prime minister at the time said okay we just don't need those kinds of guns floating around Um, we're going to change the laws and you know I I think he he did cop a lot of pushback from uh, his own very conservative constituents over this stuff but he went ahead with it um, they, they bought back thousands and thousands of guns and burned and melted them all down and crushed them and everything so that is, is one of the things that is often referred to by um, by Americans when saying why can't we change the gun laws here every time there is another um, you know, horrific massacre in the US so, in the wake of the uh, massacre in Christchurch, I did unfortunately immediately see um, a whole lot of stuff on websites like Twitter of people saying, Oh, it's a false flag designed oh to. Yep. People immediately saying, It's a false flag. It's been deliberately done because, in the wake of that massacre, within the week, um, the Prime Minister. Uh, Jacinta Arden had announced that they were going to change the laws and that semi-automatic guns would become illegal and that they would seize and buy back all of those um, and so obviously a bunch of people have then said oh see it's just like Port Arthur where the government has engineered a thing in order to you know, prompt the grounds for this to happen so in the wake of this happening Al Jazeera has released the results of a three-year-long undercover investigation into how the NRA, um, you know, like, funds gun right activists and all that sort of stuff. Um, Very interestingly to us, they had two senior members of a fringe conservative party, which is uh, Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party, which are, like, far-right anti-immigration... Um, basically, uh, very much a, like, I guess the, the most kind of um, politically accessible white nationalist party in Australia, I think is probably a realistic way of describing them. Um, they, they were featured in this documentary. As Pauline Hanson, the leader of the party, um, her chief of staff, James Ashby, and Steve Dixon, who was the leader of the Queensland branch of the One Nation Party, had been interacting with an undercover Al Jazeera journalist. This guy had been undercover for three years, had set up a fake um, gun rights lobby group in Australia, and had then organized meetings between these representatives from Australia and the NRA. Um, they've then gone on a trip over to the US, had meetings with the NRA, have gone to you know, like gun fairs and uh, they, they went to Coke Industries and talked to them about getting money. At all of these meetings, they're saying, if you could give us 10 or twenty or 30 million dollars, we can change the laws in Australia so that guns can be sold again. Um, their whole thing is just saying, We need to scare the shit out of people about immigrants and brown people coming into their homes and murdering them. We need to push all, you know, like they they had basically the NRA people saying, well, these are all the areas that you need to focus on. You need to focus on hunter's rights and fisher's rights, never gun rights. You need to focus on uh, women and mothers being able to defend themselves. You need to take back these stories about, um, you know, women having home invasions done on them. All the usual stuff that you would expect about uh, the NRA trying to trying to teach them how to scare people into allowing the sale of guns again, um, and most importantly as well, the NRA was advising them on how you are supposed to uh, publicly deal with backlash when another mass shooting has occurred. Uh, uh. Yeah, so this, these are like these hidden camera meetings with NRA reps who are saying, oh, as soon as there's a mass shooting, you get out there, you know, people directed at you and you say, how dare you stand on the graves of those people and politicize this? And the guys from One Nation are going, oh, that's good. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and it's like all the most on the nose being caught red-handed shit in the world. But as part of all of this footage, in the midst of all of it, is a dinner between uh, these three politicians, Pauline Hanson, Steve Dixon, and James Ashby, um, in which somebody raises Port Arthur. And the leader of this political party in Australia says, oh yeah, there's a lot of questions there. There's a lot of questions about Port Arthur. Um, talking about how they were, they were precision shots that this guy fired, because there's this, you know, the, the persistent false flag conspiracy theory is that this was a, a government, uh, you know, a government-organized thing in which this guy who clearly had had some sort of training was going around, you know, like headshotting and double-tapping people, uh, which very much didn't happen. Or in a lot of cases that there were multiple shooters um, or that the person who did it wasn't the person who wound up on trial or that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, so she's describing how she read a book about it she read a book about it, and there's a lot of questions there. And then, completely unprompted, her chief... <laughs> this, was, this was the quote from this that absolutely killed me, right? Uh, Pauline Hansen says on this uh, hidden footage, quote, An MP said that it would actually take a massacre in Tasmania to change the gun laws in Australia, Hansen told the Al Jazeera reporter. Haven't you heard that? Have a look at it. It was said on the floor of Parliament. I've read a lot, and I've read the book on it, Port Arthur. A lot of questions there, and then completely unprompted, her chief of staff leans over and says, "That whole September 11th thing too." Which, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. just toss that one in, just yeah. completely unrelated to a
3: gun rights conversation. <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of questions. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of. Uh, we look at the uh, the research on um, uh, conspiracy theory belief. You see that someone who is uh, willing to believe one baseless conspiracy theory is really more likely to believe them all, because because it's the same mechanism that sort of drives them to uh, you know, distrust sort of authority and sort of distrust what they consider to be the mainstream narrative.
0: Well, um, like we we haven't really talked about this on the show yet because it's all only happened very recently. But, um, you know, I, I think that this will not hurt One Nation electorally at all because their party and its and its core base of voters are essentially, you know, xenophobic, nationalistic. Um, it's very much like the, the sort of lightweight version of Trumpism. It's all foreign stuff is bad, nationalist stuff is good. Um, so for them, this fits perfectly into the narrative of you know an an evil muslim owned um corporate interest from another country trying to interfere in our politics and frame and stitch up and selectively edit these politicians to make them look bad you know they've they've kept insisting in the in the fallout from this that you know oh, it's been edited to look this way it's it's um Pauline Hanson's now claimed that her voice was dubbed in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> which is, did which you get paid for good. that, Lucy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't no.
0: Oh, next up. So, so she has since um fronted the media about this, and they've claimed that you know, oh, sure, we said some bad stuff, but we were you know, we were we were stitched up, we were like tricked, bamboozled. They asked, she was asked at a press conference, so what is the book? That you read this in, um, that, all, that raised all these questions about Port Arthur. And her answer was, um, it was a blue book. <laughs> it wasn't wow. very thick. Well, that was, <laughs> that was the answer in the end. I think she's gone into a bit more detail and basically revealed that um, somebody just posted it to her and it was a self-published book. Of course it so was. Basically, someone has just mailed her like, their, their personal manifesto that they made on a photocopier at Officeworks. Mm. She should and just lean she, into
1: it, though. You're right. Like, her supporters would very much be behind this don't-trust-the-government narrative. She should just be like, yeah, I'm 100% a Port Arthur truther, and they would have no issue with it.
0: They'd be like, oh, there are a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So there's there's another politician here who is an absolute piece of shit, um, a hardcore libertarian called David Lanham, and he weighed in on this and said oh well you know oh look definitely definitely it was martin bryant and you know i don't believe in the conspiracy theories and stuff but people do and that's why we should have a government inquiry into this and we should um and we should you know just get it all out there and answer these questions that people have and then it'll go away to which I say, mm. no, it won't.
1: I think the questions have already been <laughs> answered. Is the problem?
0: Well, and and this kind of brings me to to a general thing about this sort of stuff, uh, Travis. Which is my my suggestion about this is that, like, having having a government inquiry into this, you know, um, like over twenty five years after this thing has happened. And dredging it up and saying, oh, some people have some questions about this. So, the government is going to publicly answer these questions and then everyone will be satisfied.
2: The thing that everybody trusts, the government. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly.
0: So, so you've already got the government, which all these people think is behind this stuff in the first place. But, yeah, to my mind, the only thing that doing that would do is just legitimize to the people who believe in this that, that there is uncertainty about this and that and that you are right to have questions and to not believe the the very
3: accepted thing
0: the accepted knowledge about this
3: yeah i mean we had like multiple uh investigations into the you know the assassination of john f kennedy but it's not like those quelled uh conspiracy theories about it you know official investigations that d- d- really don't help anything
0: yeah, this idea that everybody would then just go, "Oh, thank you, government."
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Issue settled. Yeah, that's and they walk away from it, and then no one would like come up with crazy conspiracy theories in order to bolster their preferred political narrative ever again. That's that's a fantasy.
0: That's it. Um, we do we do have some questions for you from our listeners. So oh we might boy! Dip into the old mailbag. So sorry about these. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like there's a question here from friend of the show Lex, but we've essentially already answered it on the show. So you're welcome, Lex. You're welcome. Um, friend of the show Blake asks, um, "What really happened at Engadine Mackers in 1997?" Uh, you're not going to know what this is. Yeah, I'm afraid
3: is- <laughs> I'm, I'm unqualified to answer this question.
1: Well, Macca's yeah. is McDonald's to start Maccas with Macca's is
3: McDonald's <laughs> Lucy, okay. would you
0: like to explain? Do you, this
3: is helpful
1: I don't know how deeply I am across this Apart from that apparently our Prime Minister shit himself at Engadine Macca's That's all <laughs> after, I know
2: After the Sharks lost the grand final against the Broncos I think it's important to note <laughs> our, our Prime Minister uh, went to uh, the McDonald's in the suburb of Engadine Uh which is in set in like central sydney is that right am i i don't i don't know anything about sydney it's an awful place no idea hmm. never heard it's tri- of it tri- it's we tri- all it's it. um and then he i believe he um, absolutely pasted his dax is the <laughs> Official story that's being covered up uh, This is the one, by the way, this is the one Conspiracy theory that I actually believe to be 100% true
0: I believe that we've been in touch with the person Who who claims to be The original witness to the event And we're going to try and talk to them on the show <laughs> We're going finally, to finally Prove a conspiracy theory Correct
3: for we'll us. We'll get to the bottom of this one Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I I want I want to know what happened Here too, now that I've heard about this conspiracy theory For the very first time <laughs> I want to believe. Um, I want to believe. <laughs> uh,
0: we have a question here from Friend of the Show, uh single payer Sonic Mpreg. <sighs> Every time I
2: see How many times that. are we gonna read that name out on the show? Um, Aren't there other
0: I, people asking questions? There are. There are. Um anyway. They say, obviously, I'm not naive enough to think I'm immune to cognitive dissonance, but do you ever see any of the QAnon people contend openly with their conviction that liberals are running pedo rings that need smashing, when many of them seem to have no problem with conservative talk show hosts defending young teen marriage and lower age of consent in southern states, etc., etc.?
3: No, I mean, the I mean, the the idea that uh, uh, that Democrats and, uh, you know, liberals are profoundly evil. This this is sort of like this is sort of like a a first principle from which um, everything else flows and any sort of like accusation leveled at um, at uh, politicians that they actually like is sort of like it's false or if it's part of the conspiracy or it's irrelevant because liberals are worse so the answer is, is is no this doesn't this doesn't this doesn't uh, affect them at all
0: well what about was was there any kind of um reaction in that community to like say the recent uh those older recordings of tucker carlson that surfaced, surfaced where he was talking about oh, not being not being that bad to have had sex with an underage girl and all that kind of stuff
3: no, no reaction whatsoever. I mean, it's like if they either ignored it or they said the the sort of like the official line was like Oh, he was speaking to a shock jock. He was saying shocky things. You libs are so uptight which of course is for for the Q&A community is, is of course nonsense. They sort of they make um, They make tons of hay over these sort of like these jokes that comedians made in 2013 implying that it hints at secret pedophilia or whatever uh, whereas, like you know, someone like you know Tucker Carlson, or whoever makes much more directly horrendous com- comments, and it just doesn't matter to them. So, no, no, that 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 inconsistency, um, you know, that doesn't bother them at all.
0: Well, it makes you think of the uh, like the big campaign to get James Gunn fired from Disney from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because he yes. was making edge lord jokes in like 2010 or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they went after Patton Oswalt recently, um uh for j- obvious jokes that were made in uh in uh, twenty twenty thirteen. So I mean it's it's I mean yeah, it's 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 nonsense.
0: Um what have we what else have we got here? Uh we do have some, some Harold Holt conspiracy theories. So that was a, a Prime Minister of Australia who uh, while while the active sitting prime minister um, went for a swim on a beach one day and then disappeared. And so, you know, he's just drowned and they've never found his body. But the the myriad conspiracy theories around him involve like, um, I think there's a conspiracy theory that like he he's like defected or been picked up by a Chinese submarine Chinese or something. Chinese submarine.
1: Mm-hmm, I yeah, believe that's, it.
0: that's the general one.
1: I think that's the main one. Yep. I don't know why a Chinese submarine. I feel like I'm not deep enough into it.
0: Uh, friend of the show, Frank Fenton, says, Harold Holt is for sure still alive in China, yes. And um, other friend of the show, Flashman, replies, he would be 110, but maybe.
1: <laughs> He's just super old. He's going to become the oldest man in the world and no one will know about it.
0: Um, yeah, so I guess the, the, the other question that is is kind of relevant to the one that we just asked about that sort of cognitive dissonance but something that you guys have talked about on the show um we have a friend of the show here sathias sathias i've forgotten the right way to say that um asks why do you think it is that qanon slash Pizzagate people never seem to connect their theories with real life events that resemble their theories like the court case involving jeffrey epstein
3: Mm. Well, uh, here's the interesting thing: is that as um, that QAnon actually has referenced Jeffrey Epstein several times, right? They 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 reference his, but they, but they they always indulge in the, the sort of like this insane sort of version, fantasy version of the Jeffrey Epstein story. They think that, for example, that uh, Epstein Island, where um, where some of this. Uh, child abuse took place that there's sort of a building that has underground layers where where children were uh, sacrificed or even eaten or something and I mean Jeffrey Epstein is a is a is a horrifying monster and he he did bad things But there's no evidence that he that he sacrificed children in the underground layers of his private island um, they always you know, this is a but this is a common feature of, of Q and is that they always like they always Start off strong and sort of like the things that they're <laughs> worried about and the concept But then they always go way 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 off base in some sort of weird fantasy version and they don't they're not really willing to engage the sort of like the real version of the Epstein story, which is bad enough instead well, they they sort they sort of you know they want to believe this uh, horrendous fantastical version well and that's the thing with
0: the epstein stuff i mean i feel like billionaire private island with underage sex slaves yeah. is that's fine that's enough that's completely like villainous and horrendous and yeah, one of and the worst things yeah. anyone could be
3: doing but they're really mm-hmm. gilding the lily on this one yeah you really <laughs> <laughs> And then he basically gets off with a light sentence because of a sweetheart deal So you have government corruption and elite pedophiles. It seems like a perfect uh, You know QAnon story that they should be super invested in but yeah, like you said they, they really gild the lily on it
0: Well, I think one of the problems as well with the Epstein thing that doesn't fit the narrative is that obviously You know if people read into this case um Yeah, there there was this this sweetheart tap-on-the-wrist deal from an incredibly favourable prosecutor who did all of these things like, I think, um, deliberately selected one of his oldest victims so that the the penalty that he got wouldn't be as severe, um, allowed him to completely dictate the terms of his own surrender, allowed him to then get a very light sentence in a... In know, like a, a minimum security prison from which he was allowed to just leave every day and go to his office and work there as though yep. his life was totally uninterrupted. Um, all of these things. But since then, another judge has declared the terms under which all of that happened to essentially be illegal, that the prosecutor acted illegally and that they are going to pull this stuff back into court and unseal the records of that case and expose how this deal actually happened and to me the problem with that is that it completely subverts the idea behind all of this stuff which is that it's the government who is completely responsible for covering all of this stuff up and enabling it and helping facilitate it whereas if it's a judge and a federal court that comes in and says whoa 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 this is really fucked up and something illegal has happened, we're gonna unseal these documents and ideally sentence Jeffrey Epstein to life in prison, then that kind of just com- is a complete departure from the way that this is supposed to be working in line with the people who believe in these conspiracy theories. I mean, if, if the means that ends up delivering justice to the victims of Jeffrey Epstein and you know delivering imprisonment to him is a federal institution, and that just doesn't work for them at all
3: yep yeah you know they they also they really struggle to um, deal with sort of uh, nuance and the idea that there you know maybe th- there are no heroes in in sort of the these sorts of these horrible stories they need to have sort of a very clean division between the good guys and the bad guys. And if Donald Trump has maybe done some things that, that uh, you know, makes him kind of a bad guy, they can't handle that, uh, that uh, uh, ambiguity, that confusion, that sort of uh, that complexity at all.
0: Yeah, that there's actual shades of gray in the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think as well, in that so many of the instances that we're talking about, the issue is like the the long-term erosions of of institutions of like law and order and government and democracy that has enabled a lot of the the particularly horrible stuff that these people are concerned about even the real stuff like the epstein business i mean that's a perfect example of looking at and being able to say if you have enough money law mm-hmm. the laws don't apply to you the way that they apply to everybody else, and that is an obvious massive flaw in our societies at the moment. And like something that um, something that uh, our friends over at Chapo Trap House were talking about on a recent episode was the idea that with a lot of these a lot of these theories, um, you know, like you were saying earlier, people are people are gamifying this stuff. It's, it's a way that they can interact with and try to sort of process uh, things and give meaning to themselves in their lives, you know? And a lot of that is is a kind of outcome of these institutional failings where, you know, people, people don't have a retirement fund. People don't have health insurance. They're mistreated by the police. They're mistreated by the society that they live in that doesn't care for them. And one way to kind of process this is to externalize all of this stuff and project it and say well some some heroic force is going to intervene from the outside and just magically fix all of this yeah and this leads us to a question our final question and then we'll let you get out of here our final question from a friend of the show, Sean Kemp who says do you see Democrats falling into a QAnon-esque conspiracy over the Mueller report
3: you know, uh that's funny. I actually I just this week I published an article in the Washington Post that sort of warned about the possibility of that happening. Um um because because I knew I know that people were were really highly invested in in the the conclusion of the Mueller investigation leading to the conviction uh, or or of uh, or even impeachment of Donald Trump. Um And uh, based upon uh, Attorney General Barr's uh, brief sort of uh, summary of the report, it It doesn't look like it has the the kind of fireworks that uh, Many people were hoping for like we don't we all know exactly what all is in it It's almost certainly more damaging and more damning than what Barr lets on but for people who are hoping that that there's going to be rock-solid sort of evidence of collusion and obstruction of justice and then muller will say I've got them dead to rights it's looking like that's not going to happen. So what is almost certainly going to happen for the people who are highly invested in that outcome, they will start conspiracy theorizing. They'll say that um, um, that, you know, that uh, that this was a cover up, that Barr isn't giving the, the full report whenever whenever it's revealed or they'll start conspiracizing about uh, Mueller and. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the answer is like for a certain segment uh, of liberals who are really hoping that uh, Trump would uh, um, basically get kicked out of office as a consequence of the conclusion of the Mueller investigation. They will almost certainly start to fall into um uh, QAnon-like conspiracy th- theorizing. I, I again, I want to draw a false equivalence. QAnon is a beast on its own; it is far more worrisome than uh, even the sort of the the weirdest sort of like um, Luis Mensch style conspiracy theories. But um, yeah, but that that is almost certainly is is happening and will continue to happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's. um, I think broadly speaking, it's just very symptomatic of. Like, like we were saying, people just desperately wanting something to intervene from the outside and just put a stop to this thing that they, yes. that you know, they they think is kind of ruining their life. And like, even even in Australian politics, like we had this spate of um, politicians being disqualified under a clause of the Constitution about like having having loyalties to other countries because um, it turned out that there were lots of politicians who had like had one parent born in a different country um, which means that you wind up like automatically inheriting citizenship from another country so if technically if you want to run run for office um, you're supposed to like go and relinquish your citizenship to another country that you have so that you can't be accused of like any dual loyalties or anything like that in a lot of the cases with a lot of people i think they just genuinely didn't even know that they had inherited um citizenship or anything like that so it it wound up turning into this like months-long thing of all these different mps and senators and stuff being disqualified from their positions and having to like resign and then run again and all this sort of stuff but the prime minister at the time um, Tony Abbott, who is an especially hated conservative figure, was uh born in london I think and was he was he born in London or parents born in London something like that anyway and he he had supposedly like relinquished his dual citizenship, but people just sort of hadn't seen the official documentation of it, and it had just turned into this whole thing for again like boomer-aged Australians who were just obsessed with this idea that it was being covered up that he was technically a dual citizen and could be disqualified from office and all that it leads to is people just focusing all of their energy on this idea of a procedural way that you can have your enemy disqualified from office and they will just be you know picked up and moved off the chessboard. And then you don't have to think about it anymore. Um, Nobody, nobody's trying to grapple with those questions of why did people vote for this person in the first place? Why was, why was, you know, anyone from the center left further over to the left, unable to present a candidate or a vision that was more compelling to the electorate than this person. No one wants to grapple with any of that stuff. What they want is um, for, yeah, for someone from, from some office, um, someone from some government department to swoop in and say, we check the records, and technically you're not allowed to be the prime minister.
2: I
3: blame West Wing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I mean, that really, I mean, yeah, that hits the nail on the head is that, is that you know, people are, you know, it, th- sometimes there are some results as a consequences of elections that are so inconceivable. They, they want a sort of uh, uh, extra democratic, let's say, uh, system to remove them. You know whether it's like maybe uh health reasons or in the case of the they want like the FBI and the or the justice system to to knock them out so they don't have to deal with them again so they'll have to deal with the sort of the uh you know the 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 harder questions of like why did so many of my fellow countrymen think that this was the dude best qualified for this particular office
2: and it's also like did you learn nothing from Bush winning Florida where they just went no we won Florida and everyone went uh oh, um okay and then everyone just continued on with their yep. lives but like and we spent the next like yep. decade just like uh jerking off to proceduralism beautiful proceduralism hmm. we love it so much
0: well um i think that we'd better wrap it up there but thank you very much for joining us travis
3: yeah thank you thank you so much for having me
0: you are very, very welcome. Um, I believe that everybody should check out the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Um, we will link to that in the show description, all that sort of stuff. We'll also link to that piece on the Washington Post that you mentioned, um, cool. so people can check that out. Um, is there is there anything else that you got coming out that you wanted to plug or anything?
3: You know, not not at the moment. Yeah, just uh, if you if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm uh, at uh, Travis underscore View.
0: There you go. There we have it. Um, Lucy, you've been very quiet. How are you? I'm allergies? sorry. I've been sneezing
1: okay? so much. Just <laughs> trying not to just be sneezing. <laughs> it's the microphone.
0: Straight. Deeply upsetting. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. All right. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to get some more thoughts and feelings from you on the, on the bonus episode. Mm-hmm. That's your time to shine. That's right. Oh. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. As always, speaking of bonus episodes, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Vista if you would like uh, an extra bonus episode every week. Um, and that will do it from us. Thanks again to Travis, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.